the Fade the Noise podcast with Brad Evans and Nate Lundy. Place your bets. Brad the Big Noise episode joined by the good sir, Nathaniel Lundy. This is the Fade the Noise podcast. And I love rolling in the greenbacks, Lundy. Seven and three start for your boy up 7.55 units after a spectacular game to kick off the 2021 NFL season. So right now, uh, we're in the black, probably soon to be in the red, uh, but let's keep the good times rolling, my friend. It is Football Friday, after all. ton of college football to break down. And, of course, uh, we're going to go through our various favorite NFL player props for the full week one slate of this 2021 NFL season. But let's get to the junior circuit here. And I got a three-pack of picks, and I'm going to give you some quick reasonings behind it. Give me Illinois, shocker, I know, plus 10.5 in Virginia. Pulled this one from BetMGM, minus 111 on the Illini. Uh, Brandon Peters, unlikely to play, so Sikowski is going to get another start. Uh, Art Sikowski, the Rutgers transfer for the Illini. Uh, been a bit of a up and down beginning to his 2021 season, evidenced uh, by my own two eyes watching him last week uh, and a loss to UTSA at Memorial Stadium. But Chase Brown's going to be back. Chase Hayden in that backfield for Illinois, though. They're going to be down Mike Epstein. So with Spark there, if Illinois can just pressure Brennan Armstrong, the quarterback for Virginia, who went for 339 yards and a pair of touchdowns, uh, against William and Mary, I think they're going to keep this one snug enough to score the cover. So 10.5 points in my estimation. Yes, even with a backup quarterback at the controls for Brett Bielema's club should get it done. Elsewhere, give me Iowa State minus 4.5 in the marquee matchup. Uh, game day is going to be there in Ames against the Iowa Hawkeyes. I know Iowa went out and body slammed Indiana last week, suffocated them defensively. But ISU had uh, their own tremendous uh, defensive showing, though. Granted, it was against the Fighting Kurt Warners or David Johnsons of Northern Iowa. Uh, but they gave up just 1.73 yards per carry. If they can limit the turnovers, you got Brock Purdy there. I know he had a rocky start last week, but he is a far superior quarterback compared to Petrus of Iowa. So I think Iowa State's going to cover this sucker. Minus four and a half. Some shops have it at four, by the way. I still think they're going to cover either number. Uh, no matter where you go. And then last and certainly not least, I'm back on the Rutgers train, baby. Go Scarlet Knights. Minus two and a half in Syracuse after the Scarlet Knights won 61 to 14 over a much more inferior Temple team. Now, Syracuse, a surprising 29 to 9 victory on the road in Athens, Ohio. Cage and the Bobcats, uh, they had 293 rush yards in that contest. But, again, they have a lackluster run defense, giving up 4.2 yards per carry to Ohio. They will not have that luxury uh, against Rutgers, who could roll up maybe five yards per carry. By the way, Rutgers 5-0 and against the spread in their last five row games. So, Lundy, any thoughts? Uh, fade or follow, Illinois plus 10.5 in Charlottesville against the Cavaliers. Iowa State minus 4 or 4.5 against Iowa and Ames, and Rutgers on the road laying two and a half against the Q's. Yeah, Rutgers, me, whatever. Uh, Illinois, uh, yeah, your ILL is showing. 
Uh, you might want to tuck <laughs> that back in your pants. Uh, Iowa State, though, I do. Uh, that's my favorite of your three here to kick things off. Um, for whatever reason, I just I've, I've got that feeling that they're going to get the job done. So, yeah, that's my favorite of our uh, starts here to get us going on a football Friday. Oh, there are probably going to be some more action. I got I got a feeling there will be a little bit later on in the past. You got to make sure you listen all the way through bonus time, folks, because Lenny and I can't resist additional action. With that, on this football Friday, hood hood hike with another edition of the Fade Five. Number five. Props, props, and more props, Lundy. You know I love them, and I can't resist them. And, you know, one of the techniques that you and I use constantly is two-leg parlays. Finding, you know, something that may be juiced up to high heaven that we love, whether it's an aside, a total player prop market, then slapping it with something else that we feel ultra-confident on to reduce the juice and get it to plus odds. Case in point, right here out of the gate, two-leg parlay. Give me the Buffalo Bills to win straight up at home against the Steelers, and I'm going to pair that with Raheem Mostert under 17 and a half rush attempts uh, in Detroit, and that two-legger plus 113 at DraftKings Sportsbook, and Mostert, I would even go down. I've seen a couple lines at 16 and a half. I'd still tuck under on that. I uh, look at Buffalo. They only had one loss last season at home. Uh, in the regular season, that was against mighty Kansas City. They did beat the Steelers 26-15 to back in week 14. I think they're going to hold serve there in front of, uh, you know, the, the Bills Mafia. Got to be breaking all kinds of Costco plastic tables pregame and smothering themselves in various condiments. Meanwhile, Raheem Mostert, he's only been over 17 and a half rush attempts, Lundy, in two of 41 career games. That includes the postseason. All right, it, it just doesn't happen. It's such a rarity. He had 17 as his high last season against the L.A. Rams. I know it's Detroit. I know it's going to be a positive game script. But you know that Trey Sermon is going to get at least 35 40% of the opportunity share. Uh, might have a couple other backs peppered in there as well. So no way uh, do I see Mostert getting to 18 rush attempts against the Lions, even in a lopsided, likely victory. So fade or follow, Bills money line, Mostert under 17 and a half rush attempts, plus 113 at DraftKings. Uh, plus, I mean, I know we talk about the negative game script. I could totally see the Niners come out a little bit flat. You know, I mean, as bad as we think that the Lions are going to be, couldn't you see this thing staying in single digits the entire time? Um, <laughs> I guess and, it's and therefore, Yeah, exactly. It, it, I just think week one's going to be weird. I mean, look, I, I was I, the two receivers you wanted to talk about on yesterday's pod. I was like, no, 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 not feeling Antonio Brown. Totally not feeling Amari Cooper. What happens? Dudes go off. So I don't really <laughs> know what to expect. Uh, other than the fact that uh, I did have a bet on Godwin to score the first touchdown. Nice! So, what was that, 9-1? Um, so, to one? Uh, 11 to 1. Oh, right. beautiful. 11 to 1. Uh, so that was a nice way to start the NFL season. So I, I like putting this one together. The biggest thing is the history with Mostert. Even if uh, they do want to try to run out the clock and all of that, I, it's just it's not going to happen with him. There's no reason for them to try to run him into the ground in an early game, even against Detroit. Uh, so the Buffalo money line, piece of cake, but you're right. Find that thing that you can pair it with, that you can bring that juice into a favorable spot. I like this one a lot. Yeah, that's right. Stretch out, baby, for that two-legger. Number four. All right, moving on, and a name you probably didn't expect to hear on the pod today. Uh, his name is Amon Ra St. Brown, and I don't know if he's godlike, as in the sun god of Egyptian fame and culture, 
Uh, but he is not going to shine brightly in his first NFL game. He, of course, plays for those aforementioned Hello Kitties of Detroit. I was puzzled by this line, Lundy, when it came out of DraftKings Sportsbook. It's 38 and a half receiving yards against that vaunted Niners defense, and I am way under on this. Minus 110 at DraftKings, one of those hidden gems that you might want to break out the the old sledgehammer on and makes a cold, hard cash. Why am I down on St. Brown? Well, uh, let's do the checklist here. Fourth round rookie off an uneventful preseason. Check. Uh, splitting time with Khalif Raymond in the slot. Check. San Francisco, their defense overall, and Kawan Williams, the primary slot DB, who gave up just an 88.7 passer rate to his assignments last season. Check. So you got three things working against St. Brown uh, to have a stirring debut in the NFL regular season. And yeah, last year, 23 wideouts uh, hit the 39-yard or more mark against this Niners D in 2020, but... St. Brown uh, is not going to turn that favor here to begin 2021. So way under Amon Ross St. Brown, 38 and a half receiving yards against the Niners, minus 110 at DraftKings. Fade or follow? Yeah, this is a big surprising number here. I mean, you know, not that you know, you can't maybe expect that you, know, you break out one and suddenly you're getting close to this number, but this is way too big of a number for right out of the gate for this, especially against that Niners defense. So, no, I, I this is he's going to be under 30, uh, maybe under 25. Like, this is just an odd number. This is what we see early in the season. Uh, so, yeah, jump on this one, throw a unit or two on there, and this should be an easy cash for you on Sunday. Yeah, fade the lion number three all right moving on another line that had me vexed and it had me doing uh, double and triple takes at the computer screen when it uh, populated across various sports books antonio gibson a guy you and i have discussed uh, repeatedly on this podcast uh, throughout the preseason and over the course of the summer over 14 and a half receiving yards against the la chargers pull this one from points bet at minus 125 now truth be told lundy I jumped on this line at DraftKings when it first posted at 13 and a half. It has now jumped to 15 and a half. In some books, it's up to 16 and a half. And there's a damn good reason why the line is increasing because it's grossly mispriced. Uh, Antonio Gibson allegedly is going to be utilized in a Christian McCaffrey-like way uh, in this Washington fighting football's offense, which is much improved across the board, adding Ryan Fitzpatrick to the mix, having a likely at least top half offensive line. Uh, yeah, you may have a positive game script in this contest, but this game's got a lot of pew, 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 shootout appeal against an electrified L.A. Chargers offense, even if they are down Austin Eckler. Now, you saw what Gibson did last season as a rookie, 11.6 routes per game. That's all he averaged. That was RB38, but he caught 81.8% of his intended looks. That was RB7, and he was RB9 with a 1.52 yards per route run. The Chargers allowed 91 catches to the running back position a season ago because they often over-pursue, uh, leave the flat open, and if Gibson's role does indeed swell, I think he's going to cruise past this number, which, by the way, he did so in 6 of 14 games last year. So, fade or follow, downtown Antonio Gibson over 14.5 receiving yards against the Chargers, minus 125 a points bet. 
over 14 and a half, over 16 and a half, uh, which is where, as you pointed out, a lot of the books have it right now, including Caesars. Uh, yes, I'll take even the 16 and a half. Doesn't bother me that it has moved the way that it has. I think he finishes up over 20. I don't think they're blowing smoke when they say they want to use him the way that Christian McCaffrey has been used uh, out of the backfield for Carolina. I think they want to try to do that with Gibson. And if that's going to be the case uh, against this Chargers team, I, I think they're going to try to get him the ball as many ways as they can. And that's going to include out of the backfield. I, I, I think he busts 20. So I think even if this line is moved up at your favorite book, you can still go ahead and jump on it. Dude, I wouldn't be shocked if he doubled this number to be honest with you it is uh, a mess yes. it's it's madness that it's at 14 and a half and you're right it's even madness is at 15 and a half 16 and a half jump all over antonio gibson stick around for our top player props in the nfl plus oh baby whole boatload of bonus time Number two. All right, Lonnie, let's uh, keep on chugging along. Let's talk about your Denver Broncos traveling to the Big Apple, actually Jersey, to take on the woeful, at least uh, I feel will be, woeful New York Giants. And Jerry Judy is about to miniaturize uh, those G-men. I love the over on his receptions prop. Four and a half at plus 120 at DraftKings Sportsbook. Now, I know Jerry Judy last season only went over this number in four or 16 contests, but he still saw 22.7% of the target share. Recall as well, due to the shoddy quarterback play, he was wide receiver 106 in catchable target percentage. He only had a 46 catch percentage overall. He is not absolved of complete blame because he did have the 12 drops, but according to all the beat writers that I've talked to, he has bar none been the best player in a Broncos uniform all summer long, and I think he's going to come out and the first step in what will be a breakthrough sophomore campaign for Judy, and he lines up against Adoree Jackson of the Giants. Of course, Jackson uh, prior with the Tennessee Titans and last season before he exited with an knee injury in three games, gave up an 80.0 catch rate and a 148.3 passer rating to his assignments. Jerry Judy is going to blast off Lundy in a major way on Sunday. So fade or follow over four and a half catches for the sophomore sensation plus 120 at DraftKings. I couldn't wait for you to stop talking. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Break out the sledgehammer on this one. I'm telling you, take the over on the four and a half. Everybody wants to talk about his drops in 2020, but one of the things, if you dive in, and I get it, I'm here in Denver, so I pay more attention to it with somebody like Jerry Judy than the average person. Brad, he had one really bad game last yeah. season. And so that number is way too high. But if you dive in and look at it, it was one game that really hurt his overall numbers uh, with that. I think he had one game that he had, I want to say four, maybe five. Like he had an awful game last season. So, yes, he had a drops issue. He focused in on it in the offseason. He's talked about it a lot. He's owned up to it. It's not like he was trying to say, well, you know, if I had a better quarterback. No, he's owned up to it. This guy is going to explode this season. And I think it all starts starts against the Giants and the fact that Teddy Bridgewater is the quarterback I don't think it really would have mattered because Judy is just that good when he's out on the field but he and Bridgewater had a really good chemistry going through training camp I expect that to translate uh, in Jersey on Sunday afternoon yeah look man if you want to make some dollars back the Denver Bronco number one all right last and certainly not least my top player prop uh, of the weekend or is it because there is one in bonus time uh, I am breaking out the sledgehammer on bar none no doubt about it it is indisputably 
uh, one of my top plays on the board, and so is this one. Jalen hurts so good. Come on, Jalen, make it hurt so good. And do it on the ground, would you please? I am over on 46 and a half rush yards down in Atlanta. Pull this one from FanDuel at minus 114. Now, again, uh, full disclosure, I locked this in at 39 and a half when it opened on DraftKings. And, and immediately, you know you get a good line value, uh, Lundy, when you see 24 hours later, uh, it increases by a full seven yards. And it's still underpriced in my estimation. You know, look at Hurts last season in three full starts. He went for 106, 63, and 69 on the ground. Nice. 18 attempts, 11 attempts, and 9 attempts. I think he's going to be in the 10 to 12 attempts range in this game with a ton of shootout appeal overall. And Atlanta, uh, according to a lot of the prognosticators, the pundits that are out there, outside of Grady Jarrett, this is an extremely exploitable unit on the ground, expected to be one of the bottom feeders in terms of rush yards allowed on a per-game basis this season. Uh, you look at last year, Mitchell Trubisky hit 40 yards. Uh, Taysom Hill went over this number twice. Hell, Drew Locke crossed the 40-yard mark. Hurts, uh, given his duality and the fact that the guy squats elephants, remember 600-plus pounds he squatted at the University of Oklahoma a couple of seasons ago. Uh, I think he's going to deliver uh, quite the thump on the opposition in front of a lot of friends and families because he's a Georgia kid. So, again, over 46.5 rush yards for Jalen Hurts. Going to be some manly production on the ground. Minus 114 at FanDuel. Fade or follow. I think he gets to 50, so I'll follow. I'll do it, my man. I, You know, I know how much you love him. And, and you I know, do. you also like to sing John Mellencamp <laughs> as often as possible. I know that's kind of your thing. Roll down the window, cruising around central Illinois there and, and cranking the 80s. Uh, yeah, but got to do this it. One, this, has to, this has to do with the opponent. I don't think he's going to crush this number um, week in, week out. I think that it's going to sometimes depend on who the opponent is. But this is an opponent that can be generous to him. Uh, and I think he's going to have to run the ball around quite a bit here in the first uh, game of the season. So I'll roll with you on this one. I think he gets up over 50. I'm not as enamored with him over the season as you are, but I do like it for this one. Oh, you know we ain't tired yet, so we got to fire off some more bets here, Lundy. Full slate of games. You got college to choose from. You got the NFL. Pick your poison. It's permanent time. What else you got? Well, I'll give you one thing, and if you can find it out there, folks, do it. But, you know, you just said how much you liked grabbing something early in the week only to see the line move up. Oh, you know what's o- you know what's better than that, Brad? When you grab something early in the week and they take it down. Yes! Because they've realized that's what happened to me with Javante Williams, yes! uh, the running back for the Broncos. His rush attempts number at DraftKings earlier this week was six, six and, and a half. half. It is now off the board, and I got it at plus 100, yeah, okay? Uh, so we snagged that one. If if it populates back up, um, they are going to be utilizing this guy in the offense. Is he going to wind up with that like 16, 17 carries like we were talking about Mostert? No, but if that repopulates folks and it is still in the single digits like that, you need to jump on it because I think they're going to try to get him the ball uh, up against the Giants. Now let's talk about a pick for tonight. Uh, I will take Utah State minus six. Uh, It's actually up to minus seven. I would still take it there. Uh, Going up against North Dakota, uh, the Aggies upset Washington State in Pullman last weekend when they were 17 and a half point dogs. I'm pretty certain they can take care of North Dakota. Utah State, by the way, with a really good offensive line. Now let's move to tomorrow. Uh, Washington lost to Montana, folks. Yep. Montana. 
and they now have to go to the big house. Give me Michigan minus six and a half. I got that one at a minus 115 on the juice. And then looking ahead to Sunday, how about a three-legger for you? Give me the Rams. Give me the Packers. Give me the Chiefs. If you put all three of those together, yeah, I know they're heavy favorites, folks, but you put them together plus 173. Ooh, spicy. I like that little meatball. Put that one in my mouth. Oh, your balls taste delicious. London. Knock it off. Oh, they're so succulent. Uh, as I digress, I'm with you on Javante Williams, by the way. I saw that. I, I think it was up for like maybe six hours, and then DraftKings <laughs> realized how egregious of an you. error that was. Two great things. If the line suddenly moves or if they take it down, you know you got a good number. Yeah, I immediately jumped all over that. Uh, by the way, I kind of like Melvin Gordon over 12.5 rush attempts, so this juice up to Agreed. minus 140. Uh, but let me let me give you my my play on Friday night. I got a three-legger because DraftKings is a 33% profit boost on any three-leg parlay, and you have to have minus 500 juice or under in order to you know qualify for the profit boost. But uh, give me an alt line on Coastal Carolina. The fighting Chanticleers going up against laughable Kansas, uh, who is a basement dweller seemingly every year. But, they, hey, they won a game last week, Lenny. And they, yeah, but they charged the field. They when they the had field. To, yeah. They had to come back in, like, the final three minutes. I guess a oh, Dakota school, wasn't it? Uh, yeah. It, crazy. Yes. Well, anyway. Yeah, it was awful. We anyway. know that Coastal Carolina's got an explosive offense. Uh, I'm going to go alt line minus 22 and a half. I'm going to slap that together. Give me UTEP plus 30 and a half against Boise State. I think this Love is it. an inflated line. And then uh, one of the marquee matchups of the weekend, I'm going to take Oregon plus 20 and a half inside the shoe against the Ohio State. I think old Captain Hook, Yar, is going to be quite kind to me in that game. I think Oregon loses it like 17 to 20 points in that range. So all three of those hit with a 33% profit boost plus 317. My man at DraftKings marching on. Uh, this may be my favorite player prop on the board uh, across uh, the NFL slate of games this week. Robbie Anderson. Revenge game over 50.5 yards. Yeah, folks, that's it. Minus 115 at DraftKings. Uh, you look at this Jets secondary. Bryce Hall. Uh, is a very forgiving DB, gave up a 75% catch rate, 103.6 passer rating to his assignments last year. And then on the other side, it's going to be a mixture of Brandon Eccles, a fifth-round rookie pick of the Jets, and uh, Isaiah Dunn, who is a UDFA rookie. Robbie Anderson's going to go off, establish chemistry with Sam Darnold. He went over this number of 10 of 16 games last season, maximize a matchup. Uh, I nearly emptied the bank account on this one. I think I got capped by DraftKings because I put too much money on it. Lundy. Uh, but all the over 50 and a half, man, that just seems like a gift from the gambling gods. And last and certainly not least, uh, give me a two-legger anytime touchdown prop at plus 140, also at DraftKings. Derrick Henry to score, Devontae Adams to score. Do you need any evidence? You shouldn't. Because both those guys, I think, are going to splash six, which they often did last year. And that is a wrap on this edition of the Feed the Noise podcast. Please follow Lundy on Twitter, at Nate Lundy. Follow me there, at Noisy Juevos. Drop us a rating and or review, would you kindly? And, of course, best of luck this weekend. Until next time, feed or follow. That is up to you. Feed the Noise.